Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's the Round the Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Elgin Baylor, Patrick Ewing, Joey Devine, Kobe Bryant, Wes Matthews, Sean Keen, Dominique Wilkins, the human highlight film. Musical guest, 30-odd foot of grunts, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and we are here, and we are angry. Uh, it's Monday night after the finals, and uh, Sean, my first question for you before we get to some business is who are you more mad at? Uh, the Golden State Warriors for holding a gun to Kevin Durant's head mm-hmm. or the Toronto Raptors fans for spitting on Kevin Durant when he was uh, and lighting off fireworks when they when he got hurt. I can't believe they pelted him with Canadian batteries. It was wild. That wild was the stuff. weirdest thing. I didn't even know they made um double a's you know what i mean like all right i'm sorry i'm really sorry for that uh what i what i'm i I gotta say what i'm maddest at is that people can't just acknowledge that that something happened that was that was semi-tragic and unsettling without choosing a villain Mm mm-hmm Look, well, luckily we're we've about, got two we're villains. all about finding villains here on Roundball Rock. <laughs> but uh I don't I, I don't know that anyone is necessarily responsible for well, we'll talk about this okay. later. We'll Let's do we'll some get stuff first. 
Yeah. Um, first off, if you want to uh, contact us, we like hearing from you at Round Rock Pod on Twitter or at roundrockpod at gmail.com or in the phone number in the... Um, Leave us a voicemail on the phone number in the description of this podcast. Uh, also, we're doing a listener meetup at uh, Summer League this year, July 8th at 9 p.m. at the Tillman Fertitta Slot Machines at the Golden Nugget in uh, downtown Las Vegas. Um, bring the, $5. The real part of Las Vegas. Yeah, bring $5. We're going to take him for everything he's worth, and then we're going to go somewhere else on the Fremont Street experience because I do not want to give Tillman Fertitta any more of my money by staying at the Golden Nugget. Um, huh. Also, uh, we have a Patreon if you feel like supporting us. The uh, That's available at patreon.com slash round rock pod um also if you want to buy our album that's available at roundballrock.bandcamp.com um more merch coming yeah baby um all right let's talk about the finals uh and by finals i mean injury slash ref chat slash uh ignoring entirely what happened in the basketball game um here's the drop it's the nba playoffs uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs basketball for humans we're gonna be championship data for robots both teams play hard my man both teams played hard all right sean should Bob Myers be publicly executed for forcing Kevin Durant to play basketball? Oh, my God. Uh, Twitter seems to be voting yes in the poll I put up about an hour ago. Um, I mean, definitely public execution. It's mainly people are torn between whether he should be drawn and quartered or if his Achilles tendons should be cut out and fed to him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, some... Agree to disagree, I guess, people on Twitter. Um, I mean, we're joking. Okay, so, but well, give give the yeah, let's give the backstory of <laughs> what happened. So Kevin Durant played tonight and then tore his Achilles. Um, yeah, and uh, early in the second quarter, uh, he made a move and clearly got very hurt. Uh, it was 14 minutes into the game, and then uh, the Raptors fans cheered. Him getting injured, mm-hmm. yeah, both in uh, Jurassic Park uh, and in the arena, yeah. and then they stopped cheering when Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet told them to not cheer. You know what? Don't do what Kyle Lowry tells you to do. <laughs> well, let me let me give you some some life advice, Toronto Raptors fans. He's, you know, people so like him. Those were our first charges. early villains in the evening uh-huh. were the Toronto yeah. Raptor fans. Joey, um, why were they cheering after the injury? Uh, people actually do cheer after injuries in hockey all the time because hockey fans are monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I, would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I think when they were first cheering, though, it was really that that if if you if you just thought that Kevin Durant uh had like fallen down or maybe injured himself in a minor way, it was like, well, hey, the Raptors got the ball. 
Serge Ibaka is going to shoot some free throws. You don't think the the initial reaction was like, hey, a good play happened. No. Have you seen the video of Jurassic at Jurassic Park? No. Um, Yeah, it's a crowd of thousands waving goodbye as and cheering as he walks off the court. Oh, well, you know what? uh, Guys in the arena were waving by in. Durant's face as it was happening to yeah now is it is it possible they were just excited that he'd be able to visit a Canadian hospital no. <laughs> of a terrible American pit of death no this is all hockey culture and not understanding um because oh you're so, oh you're you're giving him a free pass because you're like oh they've only had basketball for 15 years, I'm not how giving could they? A, look, 25 years. I'm not Sorry. giving him a free pass, but also I think it's in. I think it's asinine to be angry at what a like crowd of drunk, twenty thousand drunk people do. Um, you I'm know just what saying, I'm saying, like, look, look. I'm what I'm saying is Canada not as nice as their reputation. However, Sean Woodley and Katie Heindel nicer than their reputations which is crazy because it feels like incredible niceness is katie heindel's reputation mm-hmm. but uh and, and skilled writer you know good person but uh yeah look a little bit of the halos off canada all right i don't want i don't want to hear all this this moralizing about oh we have guns but we don't even lock our doors eh oh the metric system it's so much more useful well oh why are you going to starbucks when you could go to a tim hortons you know you know he's killed in an automobile accident you know well uh oh sctv was so much better than saturday night live you're doing like an irish accent i got a scottish accent by the end because i started thinking about mike myers how he stole the role of shrek from chris farley See, Canadians are sneaky, Joey. Uh, can I read you a tweet from for, former uh, Warriors Center, Festus Azili, Sean? Oh, please. <laughs> um, shit, where is it? Uh, I don't care how you feel about KD, Warriors, or about any NBA player. If you ever see someone get injured and cheer, you're fucking scum. Damn, is that the most emotion you've ever seen from Festus Azili? Yes, I, I am. Yeah, only because I didn't see when Mark Jackson made him cry, but <laughs> which was reportedly a lot of emotion. And here's the thing. That could be Festus Azili, or it could be the cadaver ligament that he had to have put in his knee, mm-hmm. taking, taking over in like an idle hands scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk about... Uh... The Warriors organization here. Um, yes. A lot of people are going real in on the Warriors for uh, KD playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is fair. But to me, I think the thing they're mad at the Warriors for is incorrect. Okay. Um. What I think people are should be mad at the Warriors for is uh, openly going cheap on their medical staff, um, which we were mentioning last episode, I believe. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure it came up. <laughs> but um, because clearly these doctors are mm-hmm. pretty incompetent. 
And when you're maybe not getting the correct, you're not getting good information from a bad doctor, but trusting said bad doctor, every everything from there um, goes, breaks bad, if you will. Uh, I do agree with that, but I also, okay, from what, when I first started hearing about this, there was this kind of idea behind it that it was like, all right, well, the Warriors had this training staff that they brought in in 2017, right? Like, they hadn't been there that long. Mm -hmm. Am Am I right about this? I feel like they'd only been there for like two or three years. I think it was 2016 was their first. 2016. Okay, so yeah, they come in after, okay. But but the Warriors have constantly had a bunch of injuries in the postseason. Like, Andre Iguodala missed most of the conference finals and didn't come back until halfway through the actual finals last year. Uh, KD has been hurt in the playoffs. Steph has been hurt in the playoffs. Clay has been hurt in the playoffs. Like, like the idea that you hear sometimes where people are like, look, the one thing a medical staff does is keep people from getting any me- any any muscle strains. And it's like, well, that's not true from the training staff that you're nostalgic for, for this exact same team. Like, sure, Steph, but you're, we're falling KD in, we're falling it's, into the wrong. That's not the conversation we're really having though. You know what I'm oh, saying? We need to talk well, about, I, I agree. I just think people are overreacting about the medical staff in general. Like, like here's the thing. This is the playoffs and the basketball season are a really, really long stretch that is demonstrably bad for a human body to endure. And this idea that this is honestly like such a dunked on brain prospectus internet nerd kind of thing of like, look, if we just count how many pitches these guys are throwing – no one's ever going to get hurt again. And it's just like the best medical staff in the world is still going to have a bunch of injuries. Sure. But again, I I would like to, that is not what people are mad at, but I'm, but people were absolutely mad about this a week ago. Sure. So I'm, I'm just saying that the expectation that like having a guy only throw 99 pitches or, Having an Australian chiropractor twenty feet behind the bench, but again, is you're like, fighting an argument that no one is fighting right now. What everyone is talking oh, okay, about they were, currently, they were fighting it twenty four hours ago. <laughs> but okay, anyway, uh, okay, people don't understand medicine, but yes, okay. What's the other thing? I mean, people are uh, saying that my biggest problem is. There's a lot of blame to go around with uh, Kevin Durant being hurt, uh-huh. and the Warriors are taking 100% of it, uh-huh. uh, and that, to me, removes Kevin Durant's own agency from his life. Yeah, and that is a common thing that you hear when people talk about Kevin Durant, and uh, Joey, how does it, what, what's, the, what's the word that comes to your mind when people talk about a uh, 30-year-old very successful professional man as if he's like a child 
Uh, Brian Wilson? Is that what you're... <laughs> no, no, I, I was just thinking it sounds kind of racist. That's all. That's all. That people constantly are like... Well, I mean, Royce Young had that famous piece, hit piece, when Kevin Durant left town, where it was like, eh, he just left town because he's suggestible. You know? Someone got in his ear, and that uh, 27-year-old man just uh, couldn't make his own decision. And I, uh, a white man from one of the most racist cities in American history, I'm calling him out on this. It was the same thing where it's like, do you think no one in Kevin Durant's life suggested to him that he was at risk of a further Achilles injury when he had what everyone thought was probably kind of an Achilles injury five weeks ago? Right. I was going to say, I think the only person who won tonight was Reggie Miller, who declared him having a torn Achilles five weeks right. ago. Uh, that, and that, when that. Reggie wins, no one wins. So that's always bad. Yeah, there's um. a lot of there's a lot of uh, sports uh, like like Twitter medical doctors taking a victory lap right now, I think. Mm-hmm. So after the game, Bob Myers said to blame him sure. tearfully. Um, but I am choosing to blame Joe Lacob. That is why I brought up the Joe other. Lacob. Oh, the oh, training. That's why I brought up the training staff because oh, clearly because this training staff, uh, maybe misdiagnosed an Achilles tear five weeks ago. Um, well, it, yeah, I mean, as that a calf is, strain. That's that's true. I mean, okay, so. I talked to a doctor tonight before we did the podcast and basically an MRI that doesn't show an Achilles strain or an Achilles tear does not necessarily rule that out. Like it, it based on studies, uh, it is a thing that it, that an MRI is not particularly useful to diagnose. So no matter how many MRIs Kevin Durant has, when you're diagnosing an injury like that, it, comes down to the patient self-reporting how they feel and the individual exam. And clearly the trainers did fuck that up, but I don't necessarily think that it is. It does not seem like it is necessarily the easiest thing to diagnose. Right. Rich Kleiman also tonight said before the game, uh-huh. uh, Kevin and I were target and hit and the medical staff were targeting game five all along and he's been on, on track the entire time. Yeah. That's the weird thing about it is that if you're saying they're rushing him back, it's like, this is pretty much what they said the whole time. Now, what I, I, I will know. say uh-huh. is whoever leaked, uh, Look, my main takeaway is the same as our friend at Juice Manji's, which is nobody made uh, Kevin Durant play, and Tim Kawakami's piece was uh, total tra- was total trash and uh, garbage and uh, gross and bad. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's who I'm blaming is the Warriors staff of the Athletic, accepting uh, wonderful pure force of light Danny LaRue. But yeah, I do think uh, that report sucked. It was gross. It was weird. Um, and also what was weird was at the press conference tonight, according to an, a New York Times reporter that blocked our friend Josh Androsky, uh, <laughs> before the Bob Myers uh, 
press conference, uh, Raymond Ritter, the Warriors PR man, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Flunkster Dude, never yes. forget, um, announced that uh, the only reporters allowed to ask questions about Kevin Durant were local Warriors media, mm-hmm. um, which seems pretty odd. I mean, just just weird, but also isn't Raymond Ritter kind of a weird psycho anyway? Like an amiable psycho. Don't get me wrong. But yes, someone who. At least the one one time he was caught making. uh, What would you what would you call that? Is that like a an astroturfing account? Uh he had at least one uncovered pro warriors fake account. Bob Fitzgerald had a fake one too. Yeah. Um, Bob Fitzgerald's was TC firehouse. This is like a dude who <laughs> is. So like Raymond, Ritter, I guess we should guy. explain yeah. it. So Raymond PR, long time PR guy for the warriors. Like, well, like he goes back to the Cohen era. Yes. Was, uh, caught making, it was on the warriors world, wasn't it? It was on Warriors. Yeah, it was on when Warriors World was a message board. Raymond Ritter was caught posting pro ownership posts under the uh, nick the under the name uh, Flunkster Dude, and what? claiming he was a season ticket holder in in Section One Twenty One, and <laughs> people would be like complaining about the ownership because they were they had the worst <laughs> owner in the league. Then he'd be like, I, for one, am happy about the moves they're making and can't wait to see everybody in Section 121 next year. Great season. Uh, uh, Bob Fitzgerald, by the way, got burned, I think, because he sort of forgot it was his burner and started like also defending Notre Dame sports. Yes. We were but like, he was just second. blogging on it. That was on Tim Kawakami's blog <laughs> where he would get he would attack Tim Kawakami on Tim Kawakami's blog, and then also talk about Notre Dame sports. <laughs> yeah. Basically, there's a lot of shit that people... Uh, I mean, that's weird. I also just think that the same people who are tearing up, tearing down the Warriors right now for their irresponsibility, which, you know, not a great job by the medical staff, um, would also completely be ripping on Kevin Durant for seemingly waiting too long to come back from an injury like you just can't win against that joey all i want is look if Kawhi leonard gets hurt in game six which Uh hopefully he doesn't yeah but i want the same level of outrage right because hasn't he been playing he's been playing hurt for a month and there Mm -hmm. have been games where it has looked like he should not be playing at all He's like dragging a foot along and yeah. he plays like 42 minutes. Mm-hmm. But so people, were losing their, people were losing their minds that Kevin Durant had played 12 of the first 14 minutes of the game. For me, it's just look, here's my take on everything. Uh, everybody fucked up here. Everyone. The medical staff, ownership, Kevin Durant himself, Steve Kerr, uh, Rich Kleinman. Uh, Kevin Durant's personal trainers and personal medical staff, because he also mm-hmm. has those. Everyone fucked up because he had passed several MRIs. He'd gone mm-hmm. through workouts. Um, and everyone fucked up here. 
And it's not up to me as a person who watched the game on TV to decide whether or not a person should be playing or not. Because it's not it's not my body. I don't know. Because, yeah. again, I don't know. Like, I don't think we should be – we as a viewing audience should be parsing, like, what's banged up and what's injured. Because we can't ever know. Well, also, people are notoriously bad at it. These are things that the internet is bad at doing. Diagnosing injuries. Mm-hmm. Solving crimes. Catching the Boston bomber. Causing that specifically <laughs> is something the internet was pretty bad at. You know, and here's the thing. Like, uh, proving, oh, wait, wait, don't forget. Uh, oh, yeah. Proving Adnan Syed innocent. Oh, yeah. Also that's not also good at that. Oh, bang up job, internet. <laughs> Yeah, like, did Kevin Durant feel pressure from the Warriors to play? Yes, but did Kevin Durant feel pressure from Kevin Durant to play? Yeah, yes. dude. Like, like, he's... Did he feel pressure from you, the people complaining about the pressure now? Yes. Also, yes. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the Did he feel pressure started... from me? Yes. <laughs> like, we're all yeah. to... Everyone is to blame. Injuries are fucking... Yeah. Like... Was I totally psyched that Clay Thompson played in game four when he was definite like 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 in a normal job, if Clay Thompson had had that kind of injury on like a job site, there's no way he would have been back at work four days later. Mm-hmm. But it's different. It's like it's different. Like Kevin Dur- I'm sure Kevin Durant felt like he needed to play in the finals because he started playing, you know, he started working out with this team in September. It's June now, and he would really like to win the title. You know, he did have a comment on Instagram, Joey. Oh, did, did you he? know that? Oh, well, I mean, I can't believe it was Instagram. Wow. How, well, off, how like, uh, how unlike Kevin Durant, uh, yeah. it was the comment directed at a 12 year old kid and also it, involved calling them a fuck face. <laughs> It it did not, but okay. but but the Instagram is the Players Tribune of the 2020s, and he is a trendsetter, as you can see in the ESPN Plus show boardroom. I don't know if it's an ESPN Plus show. It is. Uh, here's a quote: "Dub Nation gonna be loud as fuck for Game Six. I'm hurting deep in the soul right now. I can't lie, but seeing my brothers get this win was like taking a shot of tequila. I got new life. Lol. Hashtag Dubs. Well, that's nice." Um, do you think KD blames the Warriors, Joey? No, I have heard people say that he will, though, and does. And I don't believe that for a second. I just, you know, it look, maybe they rushed him back, but it didn't feel like they rushed him back. Mm -hmm. It kind of seems like he came back on the timetable, they thought, and, you know. He got hurt. But maybe this is a symbol of the billionaire class having their own team and the Golden State Warriors. And just as late capitalism is falling apart, so are the tendons in Kevin Durant's lower right leg. And I hope that maybe the Daily Beast has a feature on it soon. Um. All right. Uh, Let's talk about the actual game. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh wait, no. There is one. Our friend, 
big Polsky on an asphalt paver. Yes. Figured out the actually what's happening here. Yes. Uh, can I read you a headline, Sean? Please. This is from a Janelle Moore piece on August 9th, 2018. Okay. Warriors to tap Rick Celebrini as new sports medicine head. Renowned Canadian physiotherapist to replace Chelsea Lane. Canadian physiotherapist. I'll read it again. Uh Renowned Canadian physiotherapist to replace Chelsea Lane. You know what? I bet Greg Popovich recommended this doctor. Look, he sent Kawhi and Danny Green to beat the Warriors in Toronto. He had Kawhi knock out foundational piece Kavon Looney with that shot to the collarbone. He had Danny Green invade Clay Thompson's landing area and hurt his hamstring. But worst of all, he sent a traitorous Canadian physiotherapist to Oakland to derail the Warriors' plans and specifically to trick Kevin Durant into tearing his Achilles tendon. Greatest trick Greg Popovich ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. And like that, he's gone. Mm -hmm. I think this is an act of war, Joey. (laughs) Uh, 1812, they burned our White House and we let it go. And that's what happens. Then, Then just 207 brief years later, so Terrible. our friend Sean Hyken mm-hmm. asked an interesting question um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, yes. which is uh, this right here. Is this the most impactful injury in NBA history? And he had a follow-up. Arguably the best player in the league at age 30 has an injury in the middle of the finals that will take him out a full season, end a dynasty, and fuck up half the league's free agency plans. Is that the most impactful injury? Is this injury? the most impactful injury of all time? It's probably not because I think people have a short historical memory. In in my default would be Elgin Baylor without without knowing the specifics of the Elgin Baylor injury, mm-hmm. but like um it's kind of more impactful if free agency doesn't exist, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, what do you um I mean, I can't really think of other super impactful injuries offhand. Uh, uh, I mean, I have one. What's that? Uh, I think Steph Curry uh, repet- repeatedly injuring his ankle in 2014 or 2013 uh, is also maybe as impactful because it leads to Steph Curry signing that contract uh them tanking to get those draft picks that become uh Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes and and the Draymond pick is the Draymond Green pick is higher because of it. And no, it's a, oh, that wait, one, no that that's from a weird trade. That's right. That's a Nets. Uh, but yeah. no, but it creates that contract which they then use to yeah, save yeah, yeah. all the money they save to sign Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala. Okay. The reason it seems more impactful is that uh, like 40% of NBA media 
is about speculating about roster moves and free agency and draft stuff. And uh, for the most part, across the board, free agency is generally not nearly as impactful as other things. But it is much easier to track, and it has, like, event dates and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's going to feel more impactful, for sure. Um, So, yeah, the results are... Is he just going to opt into next year's contract? No fucking way, dude. He's People just going to sign that are nuts. Both the Knicks and the Warriors at least are going to offer him the full max still. Well, what the well, Knicks are going to be like, oh, no, we can't sign Kevin Durant. He's got to sit out a year. Well, I'm not, I'm, I don't think that's the thing. It's more like, is Kevin Durant just going to collect his max salary for next year while he's rehabbing and then become a free agent next summer instead? I, no, don't, I mean, I don't I know because he makes more money getting the max now because he's the ten, he's at the 10 year level, right? Yeah, but if the cap goes up, doesn't he get a bigger chunk? I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about the salary cap minutia to know he pro- it's probably a better idea for him to sign a long term deal now. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I mean, I don't know. I think the. The Warriors would definitely give him a max contract, even if he has a bad Achilles tear, right? Yes. And so will the Knicks, and so will the Lakers and the Clippers, probably. My only my only question is just that, you know, I I just I just wonder if it's because he has a lot of money coming to him next year and he has already he's already very wealthy, so I wonder if the marginal value of the new contract, how that compares to, I don't know. Who knows, man? I, I just wonder if he would would take it as like another wait and see year. You know what I mean? Like he can, because he's not going to be playing the entire season next year, probably. He's not going right? to play the whole season. No way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a one year injury, and then it, he's probably not going to be super right the first two months of the next season either. Yeah, so that's that's what makes me think like he has a guaranteed contract in place. Maybe he just wants to see because next year is not a participation year for him. I can see the appeal of like seeing where Anthony Davis ends up, seeing what happens with other teams, seeing how the Warriors treat him in that stretch. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe. It's, I'm pretty sure he's going to sign a contract this year. Yeah, I mean, he could. I mean, look, he's going to miss a year now. Like, right. who's who's to say that he comes back the same guy? I mean, look, most, most likely he will, because it's not like he's exactly a uh, athleticism-based player. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you he know he's still going to be seven feet tall and shoot the way he does. Have amazing moves, but like at this point, my thing is, is you, I would guess when you're looking at down the barrel of this contract and you just played a year with Boogie Cousins, right? Uh, right, right. You probably want to take the the security. No, I agree. He's just he's just made a lot of money right now, so I just wonder if the value of his flexibility is worth, you know, millions and millions of dollars to him. I don't know. You know, it, it'd be, it would be different if he, again, 
speculating about what Kevin Durant wants and values is uh, somewhat difficult. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy for him that uh, he has that you know that he has the uh, player option for next year. Mm-hmm. You know, just to just to I don't know. It sucks, man. It's a it's a I just warriors whatever aside i just don't want anyone that is that amazing to be taken out like i I just wouldn't want it to happen to anybody in any sport you know executives that's a different story you know what i mean like if maybe mark cuban like heard himself jacking off in a limousine i wouldn't i wouldn't be that mad about his Tommy John surgery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a, but like a player, eh, it sucks. Especially when it's the result of a international plot masterminded by Greg Popovich. Like that seems fucked up. Pop's going to retire soon anyway. He's got to he's got to take Durant down with his I don't know Canadian if Pop's physiotherapist soon. Yeah, maybe this I is going to give him I don't think Hime Udaka would have left if Pop was retiring soon. Because I'm pretty sure that's who they were kind of grooming to take that job. Where, where did Ime Odaka go? He became Brett Brown's top assistant. Ooh, well, I mean, I could see how, like, that guy seems like uh, there could be a head coach uh-huh. job opening yeah, coming uh-huh. soon with that guy. Uh-huh. Also, like, look, sometimes people just want to get out of San Antonio. No offense. But sometimes people want to get out of San Antonio. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a bummer because uh, that oh, game yeah, want... was a good game. It was. It was like the real thing. Was, I I really found the first and second quarter before the injury were so fun. It was super fast, crazy basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. It was like. It felt like both teams were being forced to unlock all their potential mm-hmm. at the beginning of that game. And like like in terms of the weirdness and shot making and it was just incredibly entertaining. And then when KD got hurt, um, did you find yourself less invested in the game? No. I was less invested in the game. I just like I felt so bad for KD that. I mean, I was still obviously very into the game, but there was just a certain sense of like, even with the even even with the words like escaping elimination, the end result was such a downer overall. I mean, I didn't feel less invested because what happened tonight is exactly what I've been saying was going to happen <laughs> since game three was that they're going to win a close game. In game five, and then lose by 20 to 30 points at Oracle Arena. And that is that still is, what's going to happen. I didn't necessarily think they were going to lose big, but I definitely thought they were going to win tonight and lose on Thursday. Yeah. Like, and I that's just felt still like. Still, what's going to happen? It's still, I mean, yes, but I, I definitely. I don't know, man. And I'm going to be like, so mad at Steve Kerr, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's going to do something so stupid. And you it know would. what it's good? He almost did it tonight. He played that weirdo lineup to begin the fourth. My favorite and thing he is he got that away with it, and he's going to play them longer in game six. You watch, my, and they're going to be like minus 15. 
my favorite thing is that Kevin Durant went out with an Achilles tear. Kevon Looney, uh, his his collarbone finally gave out. Except he, he says play. he's playing. I'm sure he's six. still. I'm sure he's still going to play. He's like has the pain tolerance of a bulldog because he's a Frankenstein. Yeah. and a Dracula. And yet, in this scenario where the Warriors were down six with three minutes to go, helped out with a timely Nick Nurse timeout to break his own team's momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Warrior, the 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 shorthanded Warriors came back and held on for this road victory in Toronto. I knew you would still be infuriated <laughs> about a lineup that played the first two minutes of the fourth quarter and broke even. Here is why I'm infuriated by it. <laughs> it was Sean. six to six. With Here that is lineup. why, because that's why, because <laughs> it was six to six. It means he's going to play that lineup longer in the next but game. He's, I think oh. you you have this idea of the options available on this Warriors bench that occasionally blows my mind when I'm like, okay, I know you hate that those guys were out there, but who is left? Here, here's, <laughs> here's what you do. You do what Nick Nurse is playing, which is play seven guys, not 12. He's still playing 12 guys, dude. But, but, but the reason is like, like he has Nick Nurse has seven young men. He doesn't. It, he doesn't have these like broken toys, like Andrew Bogut and Sean Livingston. Like, like I don't know which Warriors I would choose to fill out a five-man rotation necessarily at this point, much less seven. I mean, like, dude. like would you lean on Quinn Cook? Maybe, but he was awful in Game Four. Alfonso McKinney, maybe, but. Kawhi Leonard seems to abuse him a lot. Sean Livingston seems to be like like his bones are maybe decaying from the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't, just saying. I don't know who the I'm gonna are. be right, Sean. You're gonna be you're gonna be texting me about how he's playing Jonas Jurebko, and Jonas Jurebko's a minus twelve. Look, dude, that guy sucks. But <laughs> but who's left if there's like like y- you. DeMar- DeMarcus Cousins is just just throwing a crazy 20-sided die at all times. Mm-hmm. I you know, like there's four guys I trust on the team. Yeah, but I'd still rather roll with rolling that DeMarcus Cousins die or doing anything else than uh, anyway, than playing guys who shouldn't be But playing DeMarcus in Cousins the was in that lineup you're talking oh, about. Oh, yes. Of course, but why is Jordan Bell out with Demarcus Cousins? Like I'm, I'm just pick saying, one, pick one big man. That's all I'm saying. But but who's the who's replacing him? There's not a lot of great options. All right, we're never gonna. You're gonna see how right I am when they lose Game Six by because of this. Well, I mean, but, they're not. Are they gonna lose Game Six because of their lineups? No, yes. they're gonna lose. They're they're gonna lose Game Six because <laughs> Kevin Durant isn't there anymore, and Clay Thompson is playing on a broken hamstring that might snap completely any moment. And Kevon Looney is gonna be addicted to opioids and by the end of this. And then uh, and then we're gonna like, throw Bob Myers in jail where he rightfully belongs. He does rightfully belong in jail, um, but like, 
But like Sean Livingston played 16 minutes. Did he make a basket? No. It's just bogus. Right. Like it, there's not anyway. It's all right. Uh, Did Toronto bogut, choke? What about? Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say because I feel like it was more that Steph Curry and and Clay Thompson just really came through at the end. And then the Warriors played really good D except sometimes DeMarcus Cousins would like fall into somebody. No, there that's another thing I want to talk about. Uh, Uh Whatever the Warriors are doing where they're just letting their bigs get roasted by a guard without Uh helping, uh, needs to stop because that is entirely how toronto came back again i i forget who we were talking about that it made it look like steve kerr was trying to embarrass the person in front of the world but he did it both to jordan bell and uh demarcus cousins repeatedly in the fourth quarter tonight where it was like yep we're just gonna let demarcus cousins guard kyle lowry one-on-one at the top of this key here um no one is coming to help there's not gonna be a switch so uh, good so luck, I, guys. It's funny because we started this by me saying they were down six with three minutes to go, and and then again it's like like they came back, the Warriors came back right. in, the, in this fourth quarter, right? Yes, but what I'm okay. saying is the reason the Raptors came back the first time to take the lead is because that's what was happening. I mean, I'm I am more focused on what the Warriors did at the end of the game. Like if the question is, did the Raptors choke in the last three minutes? That's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, I mean, Nick Nurse certainly choked by calling that weird timeout and then also not drying up and out of bounds play. That was that thing was really weird at the end. But also Draymond (laughs) Green blocked that Kyle Lowry three. So, yeah, Um I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they choked. Um, that no, timeout was they... weird, and they probably no, should have called a play. But I don't. I don't think they choked. It was no. It was like you know, the end of that game was you know Clay and Steph, and then Clay again hitting threes like that. That's how they did it, and mm-hmm. I th- I definitely don't think Toronto choked. It it. It, I think the reason it feels like they choked is that um, people sort of have taken Clay and Steph for granted in doing this at the end of games, whereas it actually is kind of amazing. But because it's like, well, those are the Warriors. Like you, you blew it. Had you had you give up three twenty six footers? And it's like, well, that it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was incredible in, uh, the stretch of this game. It was like real Michael Jordan shit. Um, Just like making anything. Yeah. Uh, also, it seemed like he was taking a lot of steps. I gotta say, I didn't get a text from my dad about traveling, but there were a couple moments where I was like, I think that was four and a half and maybe the ball would get bobbled or something, but also it's possible that Kawhi just has amazing body control and uh, you can like snatch a pass out of thin air with his hand. I mean, this that doesn't... Norman Powell dunk 
where the Warriors stopped playing defense because they thought it was a travel uh, uh-huh. was not a travel. He didn't pick his pivot foot. No, that was amazing. But there was a play in the first quarter where he took either four or five steps on the way to the basket. And I don't understand how it wasn't a jump ball or a travel at some point in there. Like, like it, at a certain point, you, you got to put the ball on the floor or stop moving forward. Um, there's one last thing I want to talk about, um, uh-huh. which is uh, they got to change that offensive interference rule. Um, yeah, because, because, because yeah, go there's ahead. no there's no reason. And I've complained about this before, by the way. I'm not yes. doing it now because the Warriors no, almost no, no, no. got you... burned by it. But like, there's just no reason that Boogie play shouldn't should even have been reviewed like there is no actual downside to not letting that ball be live for the offensive player yeah yeah and yeah and while i i think if they'd called it the other way it wouldn't have been reversed Mm -hmm. but also it's just like it's such a weird insane that that you should like that that's a good rebounding play <laughs> if you could knock a ball mm-hmm. in from the cylinder and yeah like, well, imagine how many sick dunks we'd have everything look every <laughs> rule in the NBA should be to promote more sick dunks yeah that's my general feeling uh more dunks happier fans also more d- sorry more blocks in the swat the ball out of the air sense, less charges. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like meet the dude in the air. Um, that's circle, man. <laughs> but like, like who's really into, I just feel like you have to be like so juiced up on watching Catholic academies play high school basketball to get like, Oh man, Look at that charge that guy took. Oh, he really got knocked down. He ran into him. He just fell down. Can you try to block the shot? No, bro. He just fell. That's my hero. Um. All right. Again, uh, Raptors by 20 Thursday night. You heard but it that, here first. <laughs> oh, also, that, that boogie foul call at the end was insane. I mean, but, yes. Uh. Especially because the replay was hilarious because it was like, okay, so you you called a foul on the guy who bumped the guy who was literally just bear hugging another guy, like yeah. while uh, someone else was fouling someone else be- in behind them. It was like it's like this dude, is like there's... an MC Escher <laughs> painting of fouls. Like, what is the point of calling any of these? <laughs> well, and everyone is playing by the established NBA rules of the last. I don't know, 35 years of playoffs where it's like, yeah, there's going to be some contact in the last 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. But calling like a weird off the ball moving screen. I don't know, man. But it didn't end up being consequential at all. Um, um, was Pascal, Pascal Siakam was kind of bad. I mean, yeah, he he was pretty good <laughs> in... I forget. I thought the second quarter he was pretty good uh-huh. when he was like floating around people, but also he like I don't know. He got he, they sat him for the first nine minutes. I mean the last nine minutes of the game. So well, the team just went super small at the end. Uh huh. 
Um, oh, did you see Kawhi's reaction after after the game? No. Or like as the last shot was happening? It was so funny because Kyle Lowry missed the three. You know, it got blocked, so maybe that maybe that had an effect, or just that Kyle Lowry was shooting at all in that situation made him dour. But Kawhi's reaction to the missed shot was like he had missed a half court heave at the end of the first quarter. He just kind of like looked down for a second and then just walked off the court. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just wondering if the Kawhi bot is the perfect athlete for our times now. <laughs> um, so that's been our show. Uh, Sean, what would you like to plug? There's some shit on yard Barker. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's at Sean Keen. Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where uh, 17 hours ago I tweeted, it doesn't take me long in L.A. for me to remember why I despise this place. I left at 7 a.m. for a 1030 appointment 28 miles away, and I'm going to be late. Sean, did you write a song? I did. <laughs> what is it? I talked to my friend John Fogarty, and we wrote a song about KD's injury. Okay. Uh, shut. Uh, trust the process. And, trust the uh, process. Shut it down. Let's be mad at everyone all the time on Twitter, all the fucking time. All the time. Someone told me Saturday in Game Five, KD would play. I know he's been rehabbing. For five weeks When it started Yes indeed He was hella sick From three I know Jumpers smooth like water I wanna know Have you ever Seen a calf strain Did the MRI show a strain Or a minor Achilles tear We don't trust the training staff They've been lying out their ass I know Cavalluni was out for the year Run the players till the dead. That's why they're like years ahead. I know. Are there class action malpractice suits? I wanna know. Have you ever seen a calf strain? I wanna know. Why they wouldn't pay Chelsea Lane Instead of letting her go to the Hawks Yeah! Hey Toronto How did you not win this game? Hey Toronto Who injured? 
Not as lame as Drake ignoring his son Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.